This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? My name's Chris Fairbanks. My name is Karen Kilgara. I've never said my name is. I know. Oh, what am I, Eminem? But here's the thing. <laughs> Hi. What? Who? <laughs> my name? Huh? Uh, Chris Fairbanks. Remember the power of Eminem at the time when he came out? It was a uh, white Dr. Dre approved rapper. Yeah, yeah. Even the Beastie Boys didn't have that stamp. I, no. I would get excited when certain people would like the Beastie Boys and then Eminem came along and I was like oh it's over it's over it's next level <laughs> do I still like him though Eminem mm, yes well, that's I the question here's the thing he made me like spaghetti again <laughs> <laughs> he really did Spaghetti is one of the funniest words. <laughs> it is. Uh, barf or just eaten straight off the plate. Yeah, I am impressed with what he can do, but I never really liked Eminem because he's like, oh, I'm super serious, and I get mad at people. He gets it's mad, like, and get then he over. he yeah. loves to talk about beating and killing his ex-partner, right? Uh, which yeah. I don't love in terms of feeling really like things he's, are reasonable. He's got beating and killing ex-partner lyrics. Yep. Wow. Uh, several, and I'm not a fan, and I know that. So get with it. Well, I like when he is mean to Ray Romano in whatever movie that was. Welcome to Mooseport? <laughs> no, yeah, he was in several seasons of Northern Exposure. <laughs> oh, welcome to News. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking it's about. A, it's a classic Ray Romano film. Yeah, no. That's uh, what everyone, that was on the tip of everyone's tongue. Yes. It's, it's kind of the movie people love to talk about. Mm hmm. Welcome to Mooseport. Uh, what else is, is anything going on? Uh, it, with my body, I'm glad you asked. I am <laughs> riddled with unbridled pain, and I do not know why. I I can go skateboarding now. I can fall on my fake hip. I went bowling for five games, and now I walk like John Wayne with okay, but Chris, heel implants. Did you know he, that's why he limped? He was self-conscious about that he wasn't tall, and he put big wedges in his boots. 
Oh. And that's why John Wayne limped. You like said that. heal and plants, which is a different thing than put than putting lifts he in your shoes. Silicone, yes. Hear no. me out. Silicone <laughs> heel implants. He has high heels in his own heels. He just they didn't make him yet. He just used breasts. <laughs> put them in his feet. Weird fifties pointy yeah. breasts. So yeah. it was very painful. And whenever he walked on set, they'd be like, Here comes Jellyfoot. Uh oh, but I'm kind of attracted to the bottom of his feet. Uh oh. Let's build an airport. Clear the set. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I can masturbate <laughs> to the Duke's feet. Everyone uh, is a perv in Hollywood. Oh God, aren't they though? Uh, what are we talking? Sorry, about? I went bowling and I'm very sore, both oh, shouldered. My hip, I'm walking. Ridiculous. What I was going to say to you is that you you talk about being in this physical pain. Sure, I am. Go on to then describe what is essentially an eighth grader's birthday party <laughs> that you seem to need to participate in every weekend. Like, here's the thing. Anyone our age, or I'll say your age and then up to my age, that's what's going to happen. Bowling's hard work. It is like a kettlebell workout. <laughs> it that, is. And I was using a new heavy ball. Like, I'm actually trying to learn how to bowl where you spin it. And uh, so I got a real ball that's weighted. Yeah. It's lopsided and it helps it spin. Nice. And I was starting to get the hang of it. So I'm like, let's bowl another game. Got First of all, <laughs> I spent a hundred bucks on bowling. Remember? It's, when, it's not cheap. When it was a quarter? No, it's never been a quarter. You jam your fingers in these <laughs> municipal holes and then you go eat chicken wings with the same hand. Yep. And then you go back and then you do some more. It, it's, no, I go it, back to complain that I have worms. It is one of the dirtier pastimes. It is. And my buddy Tim was like, uh, everyone knows you eat with your left hand and bowl with your right. And I'm like, oh yeah, two hands. I forgot. Usually I wipe this one in cheesecloth and let it dangle. You yeah, really. No one in my family knows this. It um, is. Yeah. I uh, No, I had a great time. Uh, I didn't bowl well because I'm trying to learn this new style. But uh, I am so sore. And also because you have been, chicken fingers. It's been too... Yeah. Also, I, I have the fingers of a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Feathers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's all I did. I've uh, been limping around. That's good, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like after... After 40, limping is a big part of life. Yeah, exactly. It, it just is a, it's a weekly occurrence. You can really look forward to it. I've just been bragging about being back at 100% yeah. because I ran once and I've been able to sort of skateboard, but I went bowling and that, that made me bedridden. You can, I really laid in bed the next day. Well, that's fine though, but I mean like you can, you can be back at 100%, but still like have yeah. things impact your body. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there and yeah. it's happening. But a little ice and uh, how about you? You ready for your big uh, tour? I am. I mean, I did some, uh, I did some, what my sport, which is light shopping at Macy's today. Sure, no, well, you got it. Uh, and I'm very sore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, that's the thing is we, we had it, we had it down to such a science at the beginning of the year, the touring that, um, now when it comes up, I just, I know how to pack the bag. I know that even though I want to take 20 things, I'm only going to wear three. Like I can kind of really do it pretty clean and clear cut. So, and I've been slowly preparing. So like. I weeks ago sent away for the body shaper that I needed and weeks ago got the crimper that actually give, keeps my hair full on stage. It right. doesn't get flat. Yeah. All the different tricks. Yeah. 
show tricks, I call them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> stage, stagecraft. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, ex- I'm definitely excited. Do you have a list of when I, before I travel, I just decided I'm going to consult a list. Oh, that's Toiletry smart. bag. Yeah. You know, underwear. Usually, if I, all the underwear I possess now that's new, I've got, I've, I've bought on the road. Yeah. Why the, pack underwear when you can just come back with it? Well, and also, I go to pack underwear and then go, do I actually only have six working pair of underwear? Like, if I go on a 10-day trip, I'm already down four. Like, yeah. it's strange discovering that stuff about like I will I will wear underwear till I'm like is this from the 80s there's it's just yeah I'm a grown woman I should have nice underwear minimum yeah at all times yeah I have a lot of I have a lot of uh you know weekend underwear (laughs) private I call it the private collection which means you're absolutely positive no one's ever gonna look at it and that's the private collection that makes it sound fancy (laughs) yep you can make yourself feel better where it's actually like I'm terribly alone with my private collection underwear. But look now on my website for my lonely reserve. (laughs) (laughs) You too can have holes in the center of a butt cheek for no reason. What am I sitting on tax? What's happening? Why do I have buttholes? Why is it? (laughs) Oh, it's for excrement. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The main one. But there's all these new ones that keep rearing their ugly. Ugly Rearing their ugly rears. (laughs) Come on. Don't force me into it. You know I'm on board. (laughs) Um, We are in the mid, we're in the, uh, we're beginning another Q&A episode because they're fun. Yes. They spark new stories and they're interactive. And and you guys get to have a say. What's, What's more fun than that in podcasting where you never get to have a say in what you listen to? Right. We say you do. Yeah. We say who, who else out there promises yeah. that? No one yeah. will talk to you but us. Mm-hmm. Okay, come back to our thing. No one's left. They're listening right yes, now. Yes, yes, right, yes. What yes. am I saying? No, don't even get up for that sandwich. Don't get to put it down. It's now, too late. If you got any sandwich right this second, which one would it be? I'm starting this Q and A. Oh my yeah, Ooh, right now. Do you want me to answer? Yes. Because I just thought how delicious it would be to have a cream. Uh, a cream, I love cream sandwiches. <laughs> just heavy cream poured on wheat bread. Oh, just like during the famine. <laughs> no, I was going to say a, 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 a cheese sandwich. Yeah. A plain cheese sandwich mm-hmm. on bread, maybe with a couple pickles on there, but yeah. it doesn't even have to be. And you're not scared of a tuna melt. I am hot tuna. No, really? thank you. No, that's that, I've, I've seen you eat tuna in front of me. You've you've seen me eat tuna salad. I would never eat it heated up. Oh, okay. So I I'm a I will enjoy a tuna sa- yeah. salad sandwich. Sure. But if it's heated, I will leave that restaurant. I like that just temperature can make it a salad. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> that's all the different. I don't tuna with mayonnaise in it should never be heated. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, I suppose it is. If I really think about warm mayonnaise, I can probably... <laughs> yeah, that'll ruin my like weekend. It. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, what's your sandwich? 
emergency uh, sandwich in the moment. I'm sorry, but it is a tuna melt. <laughs> oh, that was you're trying to give yeah, me your answer. Yeah, I was trying to bring you over oh. to the dark, warm side. So, so <laughs> sorry, I will not go to that fish side. Oh, it's hot so, fish. And you know what? When someone does their, my, I had a roommate in Bend that used to steam his tuna just above the boiled water that was coming from the uh, ramen that he is about to mix it in. Oh. And I, everyone complained about the smell of tuna, and I thought it was just, uh, you know, a reminded me of home. Reminded <laughs> it reminded you of your mama. <laughs> reminded me of my mama's spaghetti and her t- t- her c- c- cat food sandwiches. <laughs> oh. That guy. Okay, an oh. SUV, a Cadillac SUV, just peeled out from the light. Yeah, that's some nerd shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, and now they're going slow. Yeah, they're like. He just wants to make sure he still has it. He's like, he's like, look, look, I did buy a tan pearlescent Cadillac SUV, but I'm young inside, is what he was just, the message he was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, but ooh, I've gone, uh, I'm mid-block now, let's get old. Let's let's calm it down. There's a crosswalk right up here by Cheetah's Strip Club. Let's calm it down. You don't want to run over some lady of the night's child. Please, no. I, you know what I mean. The entertainer of the evening. Yes, entertainer of the year. Usually, because that is a great, one of the better strip clubs in oh, town. Oh God, it's with great establishment. They shoot Comedy Central things there. Of course, Those they do. Storytelling things happen on the strippery catwalk. Well, because comedians love the idea that they can quote unquote get a stripper, right? Which is like. I think kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny when anyone tries to uh, connect comedy with sex having in any way. (laughs) (laughs) And also just that the reflection would be like, you're so sexy you told these stupid fucking self-indulgent jokes that a super hot woman who makes money being hot, she likes you. Like that is the most self- kind of congratulatory bullshit of all the self-congratulatory bullshit that comedy does. That's one of my least favorites. Yeah, it's up there. And uh, uh, there's a bunch of other stuff I don't like. (laughs) There's There's also a bunch of other lame sexist bullshit that I don't like. Anyhow, let's not get into it. Steven, let's have a first question. Please. The April Society says, you can hear the sound of the ice cream man's truck steadily approaching <laughs> from down the street. You make it outside just in time to flag him down. What do you buy? See, I have a joke about this where my mom said the ice cream man only plays music when they're out of ice cream, <laughs> uh, which is just uh, silly. You know, I thought that would be a good, but I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm boring when it comes to ice cream. I'm okay. Afraid. I think that I will look for something that is kind of like a drumstick. Any, sure. Anything vanilla dipped in a, any kind of chocolate, any nuts involved, that's what I go for. That's what you like? Yeah. I don't go for these, you know, red, white, and blue rocket pops or whatever. The Ooh, that one's good. I know. It's just not for me. Okay. I mean, I'm with you in that when there's choices between, like, a fruit sour flavor and a chocolatey ice cream thing. Yeah. I'll always also go for chocolatey ice cream, but mm-hmm. not vanilla coated in chocolate. That's not good enough for me. I need it to be chocolate through and through. Yeah, I'm the yeah, we differ there. I don't really have a sweet tooth or I pride my until it's in my mouth and I'm like, oh you mean the best thing I've ever had in here. <laughs> but I do crave often 
uh, Snickers ice cream bars. Those things are amazing. I will go. I will go to a destiny. I will leave my house. I will get in my car to go purchase one. Well, what's cool about those is they really. It is just like eating a Snickers, except for the nougat is now vanilla ice cream. Yeah, come they on. They designed it. It like architecturally the same as a Snickers. Yeah, have you uh, always liked Snickers, but no one in the world, including you, likes nougat? Well, <laughs> welcome to the world of vanilla ice cream, melting in your mouth with each chocolatey bite. Snickers. It is satisfying. And then, <laughs> really then this is. version is cold. <laughs> oh, man. But my answer like, would be fudgesicle. Sure. I think just if I had to do the quick thing. But yeah. really, the truth of it is, because you the, the ice cream man that was in our friend's neighborhood, because the ice cream man never came out as far as the neighborhood we lived in, ever. So it only happened when we were at a friend's house. And that ice cream man had had those real long re um, red ropes. Remember the licorice ropes that oh, were like sure, six sure. feet long? Yeah. He sold all kind of candy as well as ice cream. So if I actually had like you know, a dollar and could get whatever I wanted from within the one ice cream truck I'm thinking of, I would have gotten just regular old candy. Oh, so he had like a dry area. <laughs> yes, it wasn't oh, all wow. cream-based treats. That, only in Petaluma. Right? We had it all. It was a <laughs> fantasy world. I had no idea how good I had it. Okay. If you want to view paradise, sorry. <clears throat> paradise, drive up to Petaluma. They have all the longest licorice. There's nothing tuna. Tuna. There's nothing tuna. They promised that. Chris won't stop talking about tuna. I can't stop. I got tuna fever. Seriously, I'm hot. Hot tuna fever. Oh, when will it stop? <laughs> I'm breaking a sweat. I have hot tuna fever. Okay, question two. <laughs> Uh, from uh, RMD, RMVDER, what's the biggest earthquake you've experienced? Oh. Good question. F uh, funnily enough, um, it was in Montana, or that was the first one I remember, but I do recall all of the cupboards, like my cupboards hung down from the ceiling yeah. in my childhood home, and they were waving in a way that I didn't know wood could bend. Ooh. And and we have all these earthquakes now in Los Angeles, of course, in Los Angeles. And people are like, did you feel the 7.2? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. Right. I mean, I don't know if I'm just always in my car. Yeah. Uh, but I, nothing will stand out more than that earthquake in the, uh, I think, late 80s in Missoula, Montana. If someone wow. lives there, they might remember. It was a big one. That's crazy. Like people talked about it. Uh, but and, and there's no fault line. Right. That's really scary because that's it doesn't happen there. Like, that's like a tornado happening in California and you where don't, you wouldn't be prepared. I didn't want it to happen there, uh, knowing what I know uh, about uh, plate tectonics. Uh, <laughs> there, Yellowstone Park essentially is a giant flat uh, volcano. Yeah, and you don't, ready to go. You don't want to poke that with a stick. You also don't want to jump off after your dog if, if your dog no. jumps into one of those... Calderas? Yeah, Caldera. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. I I'm obsessed with them. 
Because there's one that's about to go. They're like, they're like, there's this one that when it goes, it's over for everybody. You know what? If that's how we go, what a, what a, I talk about this a lot, but uh, you know, the way things are going right now, if it's a caldera, oh. Oh, let it be a caldera. Just a wave pouring on me with, with <laughs> houses, neighbors' houses landing on me. I'd be like, oh, thank God it's just this. Yeah. As opposed to what you we all fear every GD day of our lives. Yeah, yeah. And we know the rock's going to sweep in and save us. I guess the biggest earthquake I've been in, uh, aside from that film, that great film, was it Fault Line? <laughs> I think so. Or something like that. San Andreas. San Andreas, Andreas. Thank yeah, you. thank you. I was like the back app. Everyone dies except the, the, the rock and his family. It's I think, yeah, funny. that's right. Yeah, people won't mind. Yeah, it's Wait, okay. I died and I saw my neighborhood. I know I'm dead in this movie. Well, too bad. And The Rock lives and so do other beautiful people with insane proportions. I still look for my name in the credits. I get nervous during that movie because The Rock goes to save his daughter, who is so... Uh, she's the girl from tr the first season of True Detective that has the affair with Woody Harrelson. Oh, wow. She is a, a technically super hot gal. She's very naked in that movie, I seem to sort of recall. Right, I mean, right? In the corner of your mind. In in San Andreas, when the rock goes to rescue her, I'm like, they're going to get together and that's gross. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, was they, nervous yeah, about it. Except he's, I think he's a focused asexual man. <laughs> I think he just That's has a slander. Together. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, Focus you don't wear a black uh, fanny pack and a black turtleneck together. Ooh, I love that picture of him. Yeah, well, that's because that picture... it's non-threatening <laughs> for everyone. For everyone, except for theater majors. That's who's like he's going to get the part instead of me. <laughs> Look at that unshakable confidence. It's, it's a triple threat: turtleneck, fanny pack, pleated jeans. <laughs> he had it all in that picture. Um, so here's the, my great story of being a native Californian. For the big earthquake, the big one that happened in 1989, mm -hmm. I was in Sacramento. So it happened in San Francisco. That's the one where the, the Bay Bridge collapsed on yep. itself. Yeah. Yep. And my, uh, my father was still a working San Francisco fireman. And um, Petaluma felt it, but they felt it much, much smaller, obviously, than, sure, than sure. in the city. Um, he was a working San Francisco fireman, and then everybody called him and was like, are you going to go into the city? Are you going to go help? And my dad kept going, no, I'll wait till they call me. Yeah. <laughs> my dad did not do the thing that everyone talks about firemen doing in horrible situations. Were like, And then everyone was on duty, and everybody showed up and pitched in. My dad was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see what they say. <laughs> He's yeah. just like, I'm not going in there. Well, so anyway, the firemen should be paid more. That's, oh yeah, they're, they're really suffering, those unionized firemen. But um, I was in Sacramento for that one. So that only was like a weird wave feeling because Sacramento is two hours away and it was like way out of the zone. Then um, uh, I had, I lived in San Francisco. I hadn't yet moved to, to LA for mm. the 94 earthquake, the big one in LA. I moved there a month later. So basically I have and then I was in Hawaii for this last one in LA that was very recently that was oh, like wow. seven point yeah, one. Yeah. I was okay. in Hawaii. So I've missed all the ones I was supposed to have hit. 
Wow, you're just saving up for the big one, huh? I'm gonna, I'm saving it for the caldera, baby. <laughs> I'll show up for that. I'll be right on the rim. Just a baby that rises from the <laughs> boiling waters of the caldera. <laughs> the lava baby will save me. <laughs> With his soft little hands. Okay, next question. Okay. Uh, at superbonbon88 says, growing up, what celebrity posters did you have on your bedroom wall? Great question. Amazing question. Yeah, it's funny because I always tell people this. I had a, I had walls dedicated to different skateboarders. My sister had Duran Duran walls and she had one for John, uh, you know, and John I John Taylor, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I had one just dedicated to Jason Lee. Everyone knows him as the actor or the guy from My Name is Earl, but he was one of the more innovative street skaters. Today's his birthday, actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're uh, a super yeah, fan. Yeah, I am a dork. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's everyone on Instagram is commending his history. He still owns a skate company. Cool. He's kind of gone back to that world. But I, you know, when he's in mall rats and everything, I was like, how are, uh, how is this happening? How is this skateboarder? suddenly this actor person that had never happened. I, you know? I feel like I can answer. Yes. He was, he is, was and is just an absolutely beautiful man. Oh, so, really? Aside from being, I mean, in my opinion, yeah. aside from being talented, so obviously he's like a good, you know, athlete, sport, uh, skateboarder guy. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's put together really nicely. That's so funny because I just remember him from skate videos and he, his hair seemed unwashed and like he was smelly. <laughs> like he was yeah. one of the dirtier skaters. Yeah, dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I, you know, I agree now that he's a handsome guy. He's a very know. handsome man. He's really nicely assembled. Wow. I had on my walls a poster of The Outsiders. Oh, yeah. I mean, because when in the height of my poster time, Duran Duran, because I'm the same age as your sister. Sure, sure. Uh, so I also had Duran Duran that I had ripped out of Teen Beat or Tiger Beat magazine. Sure, sure. So they weren't really posters. They were pages oh, of a magazine. In mine, yes, of course. They're all yeah. from Thrasher magazine. It was just right? paper and, and stapled it to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Put some scotch tape up there, <laughs> rip the paint down later. Um, but I had The Outsiders. Then I had a super cool arty poster of James Dean, which was a strange early mid 80s trend of all of a sudden 50s stuff got repopular. Sure. So James Dean for some reason was a cool poster and I had it. Like What's we he got frowning. Yeah, uh, he it was basically the an artist rendition of him from Rebel Without a Cause where he's yeah, he's his brow is furrowed and sure. he's like looking off I and mean, smoking. He's supposed to be the coolest guy ever, but it seems like in every photo, he one, he's loitering and <laughs> he's not going into the cafe. He's just smoking outside yeah. with his Porsche parked diagonally in yeah. a spot. Like sure. when are you gonna learn to drive that thing? And then of course And then oh ironically yeah. he yeah. never did. Well, you know. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, yeah, those were my big, yeah. um, please let me put this up, uh, mom and my mom going, no, take that down. Yeah. The, the, uh, uh the war, the forever war. Also one time, I think one of the first posters I ever put up, what's that? Hopefully just a bag. Oh, please <laughs> not a shiny cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> sorry, well, Stephen. Sorry. Stephen, it was a bag. It was a bag. It was a bag. It was not in <laughs> no way a cat. Just, now Stephen's going to walk away with a limp. Stephen, no. <laughs> just, um, one of the first posters I ever put up from a, a from Ty, Tiger Beat magazine was Sean Cassidy, who was just the king of entertainment when I was like seven years old. He mm -hmm. was in the Hardy Boys TV show. Sure. Um, with Parker Stevenson. And then he also then released an album. Parker and became, Stevenson's the blonde guy. Parker Stevenson, he was later married to Kirstie Alley in the eighties. Oh, okay. Wow. And he, uh, yeah, of the two, he was the older Hardy boy and Sean okay. Cassidy was the younger. Sure. Always trying to solve what had happened in a lighthouse. Exactly. Yeah. Every <laughs> single week. And yet I had to tune in. Um, but then he recorded this album and it was, he's a really good singer. And so then we loved him even more for more reasons and were more freaked out. And I remember one time my poster fell off the wall, like the tape failed or whatever. And so my mom was sweeping my room cause I had linoleum and, uh, she, started jokingly sweeping up the poster of Sean Cassidy and she goes, let me get rid of this hairless boy for you. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Which I thought was gross because I'm like, ew, what do you mean? What, they get hair on them? Yeah, like Eric's your mom suggesting you should have started to get into hairy men at that point. <laughs> yes. He doesn't even have a single back hair. This man is in no way a bear. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't like it. I anyway. only want my daughter seeing a full-grown brownie paper towel man. <laughs> she had her tastes. Yeah. And I had mine. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right. From Kylie Danger Y'all asks, what are the worst, <laughs> what are the worst weather conditions y'all have driven in? Mm. Uh, I mean... I think back to growing up in Montana, I, uh, we would drive to ski areas with snowboards bungee corded to the top of the car. Hmm. One time the hood flew open, we don't, on one of my friend's shitty cars and bent over the snowboards oh. on the, and we still strapped it down and we couldn't see. We spun and landed in a snowbank. Everyone had two wheel drive cars. Like we were not, we all had $400 used cars. Yeah. And I would drive in the most ice trucker, uh, like legit scary mountain passes mm -hmm. going through Idaho or through Washington at, or in my teenage years. Wow. See your parents, I'm going on a road trip on these icy roads <laughs> yeah. and they knew we'd be fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you, yeah, all the time. Yeah, nothing bad ever happened. Thank God. Yeah. My, my worst one was living in San Francisco I had my dad's Volkswagen that he let me use that I like to call mine, but he would constantly remind me it was his. And, uh, so it was a 71 bug and Great I was in the snow. Well, and in the rain in San Francisco, yeah. I one time was downtown trying to get home and I was by myself in this fucking st stick. Um, and I was on this hill that's, that's, I think it was Scott street. I can't remember which street exactly, but it was basically right up the hill from, it was where the, um, the, uh, San Francisco Academy 
of Art is. Yeah, yeah, the Art so, Institute. Yeah, the Art Institute. So it's right up the street from Union Square, and so basically, if you're in Union Square in San Francisco, you're it's it's relatively flat. But if you go, uh, I think it would be. Uh, is it steep like Lombard? Northwest. Yes, it's mm -hmm. it's this one of the steeper streets that it also has cable car tracks on it. So oh, I was wow. on the street. It starts pouring rain. And I realize when the light turns green, I am on like a 45 degree hill or more. With I mean, the car one of those, immediately behind yes, you. Yes. No, the car was smart enough, thank fucking God, to stop at the bottom of the hill. So when I went up and then the light turned red, they were three car lengths behind me. Right. And when the light turned green, I had the emergency brake on. I My dad had taught me yeah, yeah. all of this. No, but it's still hard to do that. I had to ease the brake down and mm. then do the, the do the clutch gas yeah. and spun in the rain on the cable car tracks until I could get the traction to go forward. And if there was a car directly behind me, I would have hit it yeah, repeatedly. Yeah. It was one of the scariest things I've ever had to do. And then I did it and got away with it. Yeah, but yeah. So it was pretty intense. Yeah, neither of us have ever, uh, yeah. We've defeated those roads. We have. I've also been in many car accidents caused by my own bad driving. You're a great driver. That Thanks. surprises me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. In my early days, I really couldn't wait to rear end somebody. Oh, you were drunk. That's <laughs> <It is> true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no DUIs, though. Thank fucking God. Yeah, me either. Jesus. Me either. God yeah. bless it. Yes. Okay, next question. Have you ever gotten any DUIs? <laughs> no! Uh, from Karen Page Colin asks, um, or at Karen Page Colin says, favorite Christmas movie and why? Ooh. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be boring, and because it's a tradition, we still sit down and watch. We both, we watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life and we watch A Christmas Story. It just, they, both great. There are other ones out there, but the one that no one has watched that I just love is called One Magic Christmas and it has Mary Steenburgen in it. Oh. And uh, who's the guy that he passed away a couple years ago uh, and he was kind of a folk singer and he uh, has a very gaunt face, very tall. Harry Dean Stanton? Yes, thank you. Yeah. He's the Christmas angel in it and he was always kind of creepy in a yeah. way that later I watch it and I'm like, he's not creepy at all. What what was I worried about? But it is a Christmas movie where she, it's kind of like, uh, it's a wonderful life where she loses everything and sees what life would be without her kids. But the, her kids die, her kids and husband die in this movie. I'm going to no! spoil it. No! Spoiler alert! Die, yeah, they launch off a bridge into icy water and she's sitting, it's a Disney movie. No. Yeah, and she, back when they weren't, you know, making Star Wars and all this other scandalous, sinful shit <laughs> uh, and making you buy a new TV to watch it or whatever the hell people sinful are doing. Sinful shit. God, that guy's hauling ass. Oh, yeah. Wow, look at his legs. He's a specimen, huh? Wow. It's too early for that sweater, though. <laughs> it and really I have is. the same one. That's a horse cardigan, and it's a beauty. It really is Actually, nice. Actually, can we talk to that guy? I want to borrow that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I can use a triple X in a horse sweater. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a very grim story, but then it has an amazing payoff. I really think One Magic Christmas is is great, but it's it doesn't hold up. You watch it, and you're like, what? No, you will be yelling at the TV. <laughs> Am I really running this hot? Your window's clear, and my side, it's, it's like a transition <laughs> lens. Yeah. 
That's you. It's your breath. It's all your hot air. Okay. No, no, Karen, no. do I have bad breath? <laughs> no, not. Seriously. I've never smelled bad breath on Okay, anyway. thank you. I uh, pride Not myself. in all the years. I'm a flosser, and I'm a swasher. <laughs> and I'm a swisher. Sweet. Cigar smoker. It's not helping. <laughs> okay, off of that recommendation, I'm just going to say, and I may have said this before on this show. I almost said on this fucking show, but for no reason. Um, there is a movie called Dead of Winter starring, I believe, and I'm 99% positive, it's starring Mary Steenburgen. Oh, wow. And she, it is one of the creepiest, scariest movies that's so good, so crazy, very satisfying. If you like movies like that, Dead of Winter, it's from the late 80s, maybe, yeah, late 80s. I gotta see it. And it is very crazy, disturbing, good thriller movie. There is, yeah, I love that. There was a movie called Black Christmas, which uh, surprisingly is made by the guy who made uh, uh, A Christmas Story. That Bob, uh, I forget his name. The The sweetest movie ever about you know, only good thing that Black Christmas and there's a new one and I don't know if it's based on the old one, but I love scary Christmas movies. It's like, oh, sorry. Mine is not scary. I, I mean, mine's not a Christmas oh, movie. Okay. I was just recommending it because it was Mary Steen. Oh, okay. I thought Dead of Winter just uh, reeks of being well, scary. Well, actually, maybe it, 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 could, it could be. It. <laughs> it is Mary Steenburgen. Uh, is it a Christmas movie? I can't tell. It's not a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Oh, she, yeah. A fledgling actress is lured to a remote mansion for a screen test. It's, Soon discovering she's actually... Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> don't. Because that's the beauty of this movie is you will be so shocked when you see what happens in this movie. It's really good. But I love Mary Steenburgen. My Christmas movie recommendation, the first movie that came to mind, even though we absolutely watch and rewatch Christmas Story every year. Of course, you have to. You just have to. It's what families do when they don't know what else to do with themselves. Plus, it's nonstop scrolling on TBS. Yes, it's just there for you. Yes. Um, the first movie that came to mind, so I have to say it, is The Family Stone, which is wow. a kind of charming but also kind of obnoxious um, family Christmas movie. But there's, first of all, Rachel McAdams is in it, who truly is one of my favorite actresses that surprised me because normally a, a woman that pretty that's an actress I would write off or want to, mm-hmm. but she is so good and compelling to watch on TV oh, and wow, every, okay. I mean, in everything I see her in, but the family stone. Okay. There's this thing where, um, basically it's this family, the stones and it's there. Everyone's coming home for Christmas, all the adult children. And, um, Luke Wilson plays kind of the fuck up brother mm-hmm. and the older brother, Dermot Mulroney, mm-hmm. His girlfriend, Sarah Jessica Parker, comes home for Christmas with him. And then Luke Wilson decides he's in love with her. And it's one of the most charming, um, realistic seeming like thing where what it's about is like actual love doesn't work like, oh, you guys both work in banking. So you're going to then you're going to have this successful life together. Like it's not usually about people being the same or yeah. coming from the same area. It's like about chemistry and people striking other people as like, Oh my God, I kind of love that person. And it, and it's all like follows that feel and it's, I adore it. Oh, wow. I've never seen it. I'll watch it this year. It's time to introduce something new to the Fairbanks household. Yeah. Give it a try, but it's also corny and there's parts of it that are kind of embarrassing, but sure. I really like it. Sure. Okay. 
All right. Uh, follow up to these Christmas question. The April Society asks, "Do you be- did you believe in Santa Claus, and what made you stop?" Mm, I'm embarrassingly believed in Santa Claus till I was in my maybe thirteen. Yeah. Because my sister played along, and <laughs> she never lied to me except with this. And she would play along. To, you know, she's six years older than me. Yeah. And I would stay in her bed on Christmas Eve, and we would get so she would at least pretend to be excited with me in a way where it just took it in all my other friends where you know there's no santa and they're smoking cigarettes <laughs> and i was just like oh that's what you guys think because my sister even though she knew at that point it was the guy that my dad did radio with <laughs> she had seen santa claus and she would tell me that story like we've seen. meanwhile there's no talk of jesus or anything <laughs> there's never a mention secular of, christmas but but yeah but my dad always for someone that wasn't religious man he got us into christmas and my sister backed it up and uh i really thought santa claus was a guy and then he'd do things where Oh, I think there's something in the attic. I've talked about that, where he'd come down. He's left something up there. There was tangible evidence. Sure. I never, you know, saw, you know, Jesus's blood on the floor or whatever people, you know, I don't know what they did in those houses to make people believe. It's not just the Bible, right? You have to have forensic evidence. <laughs> the blood on the floor. Oh, yeah. What? Hey, if, they, if Jesus came and took a bite out of a fucking cookie once... Maybe I would have, I'd be living a different life. It was baby Jesus, though, baby. He's not, there's blood doesn't come into it till the He's still the celebrating his birthday. <laughs> with blood, with droplets of blood. Yes, you eat his blood, you drink his blood. You drink it and you eat it. That's what it's about. Okay, so basically the short, my short answer is I discovered... I real I put together that Santa and my mom had the same handwriting because on the on all the little tags it would say to Karen from Santa but I was like but that is my mother's writing if I've ever seen any and uh, so I was actually very embittered by the idea that there was this lying uh, right. thing and then my sister so when my niece was little and you know, of course, because of the way people parent these days, it's like, no, no lie is big enough for my child. So now it's like elf on the shelf and there's all these things and all these elements or whatever. And I finally said to my sister, I do not want to lie to her about like, I want to give her gifts. I want there to be good times in the family, Mm. but I can't sit there and talk to my now fully formed human being of a niece and continue the lie while she's going, Aunt Karen, the elf on the shelf moved and did this and did that. And I was just like, Laura. And then my sister said, I have a plan. When she, when some kid ruins this for her, I have the plan. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is a letter that she had been, she had been recommending to parents and giving to kids and whatever. Oh, a transition she's a, letter? She's a, yeah, basically that she's, you know, being a kindergarten teacher, first grade teacher, she was there for a lot of kids when they were like, wait a second, is this not real? And that's when she hits them with, it is real because it's human 
beings trying to be nice to each other and that's what it's all about and oh, now okay. you get to protect it sure. for other little kids yeah. and you get to be the one that tells kids it is real because it is real because those presents are there and people are good to each other and human goodness yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah, and I think my sister was there doing that. Yes, of yeah. course she wanted you she wanted you to have the good feelings she had for as long as you could. Yeah. So it isn't about people don't want to lie. Knew how prone I was to anger. Yeah. <laughs> she knew you would be her senseless. Keep this little monster happy. <laughs> I have to sleep next to him. Just on Christmas Eve. Uh, that's he? but I also think that's what happens with the little kids. You know, I was the youngest too. And when you like we spent so much time with our older cousins. They fuck with you. They they fuck with you, and then they also like lie to you for your benefit. Yeah. In ways where, you know, that's what I I got a, a hip to it very early because I was always like, someone's either lying or they're gonna like prank me somehow. Yeah. So I have to get ahead of these. Yeah. Teens always. Yeah, I think that it, yeah, it's just important for a kid to believe in magic or something that you know they're gonna lose when they're an adult. Keep that going. Yes, because also it. That magic is real. The magic is human beings giving a shit about each other. Right. Truly, at the end of the day. That that sounds like it's straight at the end of the Rachel McAdams movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of all the kids, the unsupervised children who did believe in Santa Claus until this episode of this piece of shit podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Don't you let imagine? your kids listen. Oy. Plus, we say fuck a lot. Yeah. Don't. Leave them out of it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, from Buttercup Randy at Buttercup Randy. <laughs> My favorite wrestler. My little Buttercup Randy. Sweet little Buttercup Randy. He, uh, they ask, what's something you loved it to eat as a kid that you wouldn't touch now? Well, Buttercup Randy. So I ate them by the handful. <laughs> oh, the rappers were so loud. <laughs> as a kid, what did I, uh, you know, I was a... A deep in the frozen burrito game <laughs> just as a latchkey kit you know you come home there's a couple hours where you just party and you watch ducktales and you eat multiple frozen burritos even though you're only supposed to have one and you know I starve in the whole day yeah yeah just oh and I still that's my gross indulgement indulgencies <laughs> where or whatever the word uh, Indulgence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just go to 7-Eleven and I'll sometimes get the grossest lard-infused. <laughs> the the grosser, the better. Uh, bean and cheese burrito. Hell yes. Yeah. I, I want one now. Yeah. Me and Steven got him one time from Trader Joe's. He was mm -hmm. going down and then I was like, please get me one. I'm starving. And when we had them, I was like, wait a second. I need to have these all the time. Yeah. So then I made them pick some up the next time we did like office supply run and that I haven't eaten one since. I was like, oh, that was a real time and place <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that one yeah. evening Stephen and I were starving in the office because yeah. I was like, yeah, now that I have my choice, I don't, yeah. this would not be well, my much pick. like the Christmas spirit. Spirit, You want it to keep it special. <laughs> you want, yes. Yeah, and that was it. my early cooking too is like modifying those, you know, I'd heat do some of the cooking, of course, in the microwave, but then you got to crisp it up yep. and you bring out one of mom's pans and just put some oil in there. And man, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I know, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> um, you know, I guess my answer would be, and this isn't a choice or whatever, because I eat almost exactly the same way I ate as an abandoned seven-year-old <laughs> sitting on the couch panicking and starving and lonely. 
<laughs> just eating sourdough toast like it was my job. But um, it's funny to me that in recent years, like Doritos used to rule my life. I thought about them constantly. I think I definitely have a serious... Sun and I'm hiccuping, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not being edited out. That is not being edited out. That is a perfect burp. Something something just happened. I don't know what it is. Are you okay? Is this is it happening? Do I need to grab the wheel? It's not happening anymore, but like that was I couldn't figure out if I was gonna hiccup or like if I was stopped breathing and then it was just oh, this weird burp. If you if we if you have to we have to get cameras in here before you spend the <laughs> the steering wheel vomit episode on just audio. What a ruined time that will be. Oh, man. Um, I'm just surprised at how, uh, what I was saying is I think I've always had a passion for the chemicals that go into processed food. I think uh. they affect me stronger than the average person. I think it like the second I eat them, I crave them. Yeah. It's same thing with fast food. Maybe I'm just average and other people have self-control or whatever, but there used to be a time where I was powerless to the, to the pull of of Doritos. Yeah. And so the lately there's been times where I've just been kind of like bored at 7-Eleven and like what could I could have anything I want. What do I want? Yeah. And looking at those bags and having absolutely no interest in Doritos anymore is the weirdest feeling. Right. But it's not it's less I feel like the wording of that question was kind of like you wouldn't touch it like it's so disgusting. I'm not disgusted by them. It's just that for some reason I probably had 300,000 of them so my system is like yeah we're done we know yeah, we know yeah. what that is it's just like anything or sex or whatever when you discover it late like in my house there were not doritos and in that time there were not flaming hot fritos yeah <laughs> but oh my god flaming hot fritos turns out they're pretty damn great yes and maybe that's cuz i lived in texas where one of the the, the local uh, cuisines is pouring chili on Fritos. <laughs> yes. I'm like, really? We just don't give a fuck here? Yeah. All right. It, it's taken care of. You get to have that for dinner. Yeah. Texas got me into Fritos, and now I'm like, I might as well drink Dr. Pepper and go all the way. I love fucking Fritos, but you, I can only eat, because I think they're so satisfying, because they put triple the amount of salt on yeah. Fritos that they put on any other chip. Yeah. It's like a condensed corn salt experience. Yeah, I'm a salty man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. We did that. Justice. Yeah, we did that. We did it good. Well, now I'm burp vomiting. Yeah, right? Now you have it. <laughs> oh, man. It's like half yawn, half burp, half hiccup. It's the weirdest. I'm tired and nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> and hungry. All right. If, uh, at Annie Gag one if you could only have one of these <laughs> powers, weird. if you could only have one of these powers, would you pick dancing really well? Always have the perfect comeback or being able to find a clean bathroom whenever you need one. Oh, the perfect comeback. I, I already have all those powers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have every single one of them. Yes, you travel with a lot of bleach. <laughs> I only go to Starbucks bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Been working on the comeback thing for quite some time. Yeah. 
And then the dance thing I was born with. Yeah, I, my, I wish that I was a person that later was like, I should have said this because I'm a person that's like, I should not have said that. <laughs> I should not have blurted that out just because it's in my head. Yes. Who do I think I am? Yes. I never leave thinking, oh, this would have got him. No, I've been getting them. <laughs> and guess what? It feels bad it to feels, hurt people's feelings. It feels really bad to Even hurt Even when they feelings. deserve it, it really yeah. doesn't feel great. It lessens you. I'm really good at hurting you. Yeah. I, I've said to people many times, you don't want this. You don't, don't do this. You don't want this. I will, as my friend Alicia Gonzalez used to say, who's way fucking funnier than me, don't make me make you cry. <laughs> and that is, I've had that because also for a long time, especially in my teens and twenties, I literally couldn't control what came out of my mouth. Yeah. If you, if you like triggered me in, in, in a certain emotional way, uh, the mouth would go and I would just be following along behind it. Right. To devastation of many. Yeah. And you think you want it. You think you want it, but yeah. I will figure out the perfect metaphor where you will never stop thinking about the thing I criticize you on for the rest of your life. Yeah. There are people, random, drunk, monster people that have taken swings at me and I've said things that hurt them to the core <laughs> and I still feel bad about it and I'll be walking in the middle of the day smelling flowers and then all of a sudden I flinch and there's an audible exhale and I feel bad. Uh, what I said to Jake Solomon of the Solomon Brothers, one of them broke my nose. You, you'd, think, you'd think that I would... Whatever. But that's just, it is, it's one thing to incur the hurt. It's so ironic. It hurts more to intentionally hurt other people. <laughs> it really does. And there's been things I've said casually of like, what? It, for a long time, I was always like, people don't get me. And it's like, no, 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 they get you. They don't like it. They don't like you. Yeah, Like yeah. They don't like this ability that you think is so charming, kind of like, funny and off the cuff it's not yeah i still want to have the best comeback because there are perfect ones where it's like oh there was a levels of kindness and irony and the delivery of that was yeah. benign and uh the point was made and i'm not angry like the perfect comeback doesn't have to be where you hurt someone all the time it no be, that's what makes it perfect it's like makes them think and then they change them, their mind about who they're going to be for the rest of their life. Yes. That's the perfect comeback. That's it's, It doesn't need to be a slam. It's like a permanent readjustment of who they are as yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. No, every once in a while I'll have a comeback and it's like, what am I, a yoga master? Why did I just make that guy feel sensitive? <laughs> Oh God! I yeah, wish. Yeah, I like those ones. The best, I think, the of those, the best is a lady was yelling at me about throwing a bag of dog shit into a garbage can in my neighborhood. <laughs> What's her where problem? Was like, That's what garbage cans are for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was doing this thing like I was this interloper from outside the neighborhood. It was a rich neighborhood, so I was like, "Fuck you, lady. I'm as rich as you are." But what I ended <laughs> up doing was letting her yell, letting her yell, and then I just stared at her and I said, "I think you're mad about something else." Oh yes, away. that's a good one. Which oh, is the, it's one. so mean in its abject dismissal of, basically, I see that you're a damaged old gal. Yeah, yeah. Is basically what I said to her. <laughs> because she hurt my feelings by saying, I don't think you're rich enough to live here. And I was oh, like, that's that just because I don't brush my hair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm ignoring the fanciest of brushes, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> Every brush in my house is bore bristle. <laughs> bore bristle and unused. And important. <laughs> You'll never see them. <laughs> They're still in the wrapper.
Okay. I'm going to throw two away in your name tonight. <laughs> because your father was mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we do... Just a, Yeah, I think a couple more will be right? good. This has been quite an episode. It's fun. We've almost thrown up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. I really have learned a lot from that last one. Yeah, that was... I really got to not... That was kind of fun. ...hurt people. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, at, That's our new thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not... We're not... You know... It's, it, it's, but being nice, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a ticking time bomb. We grew up in a culture where, uh, which is of comedy, where being able to have the best, meanest comeback was always only a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And then that all changed in 2003 with the advent of the internet. And all of a sudden everyone was everyone else's best friends. Right. And it wasn't cool to say the meanest thing that you could to other people. And we had to make this adjustment. So we've, it's been a real, it's been a tornado of. Yeah feelings inside of us yeah. this whole time and it's why i've avoided all the roasting people the roasts the roast battles all these things uh, that are part of comedy it's a genre of comedy i've avoided them yeah because i know uh i don't think anyone's gonna be laughing when i actually hurt no. the other comics feelings no or bob saget or whoever's the guest that night oh uh, <laughs> I, th I do have to say though i have ghost written a couple times for people that were in roast battle which is such a hard thing to do uh -huh. and only, if you don't know the person yeah yeah i've i have well you know what it is is i've only helped when it was people i didn't like right so the person that would be doing it they'd be like hey can you help me with some jokes for this and i'd be like who who are you roasting and then they name the person i'm like absolutely yeah yeah i'll yeah. be there with bells on. Yeah, I think the rule is it should be someone that you either respect or know or like, um, and then you can your jokes are going to be more clever. Yeah. Uh, at Lori Met, if the car gets a flat during the podcast, who's changing the tire? I will. Would you? Yes. Oh. Yes. Super. And I will make you time me. <laughs> will Will you put all the bolts into the hubcap? And then... <laughs> Only if you yell fudge. <laughs> fudge <laughs> um i do have triple a and i just re-signed up for it because triple a i have triple a is a thing that um i get and then let expire all it basically is you can do a little graph of when i have money and when i don't mm -hmm. that's and it's just based on if i belong to triple a or not right right at the time and this last time because it's year by year yeah yeah it's year by year so it's like nope we're not we're yeah. not flush enough to have AAA this year. Yeah. Well, I, I signed up for it again because I was like, I'm in the clear. I can have AAA. Yeah. And then someone goes, yeah, but don't you automatically have that with the car that you bought? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You yep, I do. sure do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now. No, I have it with my insurance. Yeah. You can change the tire. I. Uh, while just, other I, people change the I've tire. I've grown up with shitty cars and I've I've used a jack so many times that, you know, I, I think that I'm good at changing a tire into a spare if the spare is flat however let's call triple a great sometimes they get flat okay then we'll keep it as a backup Perfect. yes yes okay. but use me first the answer is chris <laughs> all right uh, do you think you have one more yeah i've got uh i'm trying to think which. oh at at uh mellow michaela if you could use only one condiment for the rest of your life what would it be not mayonnaise. Yeah, me either. Mm -mm. I'm, a, I'm a mustard man. I always have been. And I almost put mayonnaise in the same category as ketchup. However, when you mix them, something happens to me. And that's and called you travel to the Thousand Islands? <laughs> yeah. 
God. Maybe I just need to take more uh, leisure, leisurely plane trips. <laughs> <laughs> then I won't have to eat this horrible secret sauce that's no secret to anyone. I think I, I think I have to go with ketchup because it's so crucial to french fries yeah and hamburgers <laughs> you know what i have my hamburgers and my french fries with mustard and i really people look at me weird my sister and i are she when we would have we go to a pizza place and she would make me ask for mustard like pretend you're younger than you are and ask for mustard i'm embarrassed because if you put it on the remaining crust you're suddenly you're in a soft pretzel situation oh yeah yeah mustard does a lot of good things for a lot of bready stanellises <laughs> <laughs> bready stanellis get with it yeah mustard my, my my choice is mustard okay that salsa's great too yeah it's pretty nice all right, I'll piggyback off of this one at Man Kiss says, what are your favorite types of, or least favorite, least favorite types of potatoes? Fries, mashed potatoes, <laughs> au gratin, et cetera. Uh, this is where the Q&A turns very self-indulgent. <laughs> We're just like, mm, what do I like in this specific subset of food? Well, Man Kisses. <laughs> I think that, yeah, you go ahead. I don't, I'm not a big potato guy. I've never grew up in a famine. Um, first of all, offensive. Secondly, <laughs> um, I, listen, I'll take many types of potatoes, except those fucking red-skinned ones. I do not like a red-skinned potato in any, inter, any part of my life. It's that, does that mean sweet potato fries? No, no, no. Sweet potatoes are like kind of a different thing. I mean, okay. the, um, you know, it's. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to describe it. Yeah, not russic. It, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. a brown skin potato, but a red. They're, it's thin. It's gross. They're, they're basically the corned beef and cabbage potatoes. And they're yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of famine. So, <laughs> so, I think, of course, like McDonald's french fries are primo potato, but I love, admire, and respect a twice-baked potato. Sure. Have you ever had one of those at, like, a family holiday? Oh, yeah. They're the greatest invention. Yeah. Because it's just your potato filled with crap that you shouldn't probably be eating. Yeah, and then, and then put, put back in for another baking process. Yeah. Like, we did this to it. Now we're going to do this. That's what I try and do with my frozen burritos. <laughs> Time for phase two. You Crispy. Fold, you fold in some sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll, a lot of people won't do it because they're sealed up already. I'll open up that fucker and get it super, super specific. And you'll, are you, did you buy a Taco Bell sour cream shooter and then just <laughs> shove it right in there? Like, yeah. Done? You mean a guac nine? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we've done it. We've buttoned this podcast perfectly. A guac nine. It's a line of mine. I get it. Uh, I told it to Matt Bronger and he used it in a, in a per, he had a perfect Taco Bell joke. And uh, so anyway, if someone's like, that's a Bronger joke, it, we both. Yes. Yeah. That's one of, that's how so much comedy gets made is uh, situations like that and so many people who don't do comedy don't know that I had um, like a hey we thought of this who's using it yeah or or comics watching other comics do sets and then going hey you know what a great tag with the, of this would be and the comic goes thank you so much this is awesome and then later on you know 
Or like uh, Pete Holmes gave suddenly $400 in my Venmo. He's like, hey, that's what you told me after my set uh, is working great. Here's some money. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah, it's like a bite out of a cookie. That's pretty nice. Jesus's teeth. <laughs> His blood's on the ground. What are you talking about? It's Christmas. <laughs> He's a tiny baby. It's the only way I can get my kids to go to church. <laughs> Sprinkle it. Sprinkle the blood. We have to go to church, so when we come back, the blood will be on the ground. <laughs> Mother, this is wine. You've spilled it again. <laughs> Mother. Uh, another great Q&A sesh. God, that was one of our better sessions. Guys, when All you, acoustic. When you guys show up for our acoustic sets... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and give your questions that means we don't have a book a guest and that's so much less work on our part than you're has like to get the, done. you're like the best roadies thank you thank you so much from both of us and thank you for to steven for getting uh collecting up all those q a thank questions. you steven for you're selecting welcome. the best questions we're sorry if you sent a question when we didn't answer it it's because we of didn't. Steven. It's because of Steven. <laughs> oh, no. He's the selector. If you have a bone to pick, take it at, at Steven that. Ray Katz Morris <laughs> on all social media. No Ray Katz. Right? <laughs> seems realistic. Yes. It seems realistic, but I just oh, really? gave everyone oh. the slip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was enjoyable. Enjoy your tour. You'll be in the middle of it when this airs. Yeah, I know. Thank but. you. I will. I am in Europe presently, if you're listening to this, yes. and having the foggiest time. Yes. Can't, I'm so excited. And I'll be in my living room with a smoke machine. Because nice. I don't travel. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. AR After Hours <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way we wanna be there Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We wanna send you off in style We wanna welcome you back us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malhorn. Uh, with Karen and Chris.